Michael Adam. Oh man, I'm so psyched for this. We got a good episode for you today, folks. Oh yes. You know we're doing the laps. Mm. We've uh, we've gone to Cartoonville. Yes. We've gone to Movie Manor. Yeah. We've gone to Video Game Village. True. Um, have we gone to Live Action Lake? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Well, that's okay. We'll get it later because right now we are in Comic Book Cottage. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's cozy. It's cozy. It has a warm fire, and the bookcase I... is amazing. It's true, and I can hide from all my high school bullies. Yes. If you haven't guessed it, folks, today we are doing Quicksilver Jeans over Levi's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we're doing Quicksilver versus Billabong. Ah, yes, that is also a good one. Actually, we're doing old-style cameras over flash cameras. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Actually, spoiler alert, it's Quicksilver. A Marvel character versus Flash, a DC character. But uh, we're, we're jumping ahead. Who are we? Why should we be here? Well, that's a question philosophers have been trying to answer for a long time, Michael. Mm-hmm. But I can at least answer for me personally that my name is Adam, and I'm here recording a wonderful little podcast. Called Bottom Shelf Dreams. Yes. Yep. Bottom and... Shelf Dreams. We take, we take the, we steal from the rich and we share it with the poor, but then we give it back to the rich. Um, oh, wait, that's, I was saving that for our Green Arrow episode. Shoot. Um, well, you know, we, we find the slowest runner. We help them speed up to the competition. And then we congratulate both of them. It's true. It's true. Yeah, no, this is definitely, um, this podcast is is definitely a a practice of shouting into the void because, you know, this is definitely, as the the title implies, our our dreams Mm -hmm. of of hopes and uh, wishes that, you know, other products could get some light in the sun. But as we know, life isn't that way. Right, right. And I think it's our greatest hope when we look at Flash and Quicksilver. We want to change your mind from saying Bazinga to saying that uh, famous Quicksilver line, I really love my sister. (laughs) He's a family man. He is a family man. And we'll find out how much of a family man he is. It's true. It's Um, very true. But Adam, you're you're taking the rain, so jump right in. Get this um, force moving. Mike, we don't need to dip our toe in. We're gonna jump right in, mm-hmm. Michael. Um, so you know, just a a little bit of a background on our our, our main fella here, um, our our boy Quicksilver. Uh, he his entire name is Pietro Maximoff, also known as Quicksilver. Um, Like you said, he was a Marvel character, a Marvel character. Uh, He first appeared in Uncanny X-Men number four in 1964, and he was created by friend of the world Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And Mm -hmm. uh, he has now since also starred in two self-titled limited series runs. 
and he's a, a regular team member along the likes of the Avengers and the X-Men and, um, yeah, uh, various other superheroed uh, persons. Um, it's but more... He, what? Go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, he started off in the Brotherhood of Evil, though, which makes him pretty cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so, going into that, he uh, he's famously the, the twin brother of Scarlet Witch, and mm-hmm. um, so I don't know about you, but I, I was always under the impression that he and Wanda were the the sons and daughter of uh, Magneto, and I think nah, for yeah. for a while, and and in most depictions, he is depicted as such. But apparently, the the current canon is that they're the two of them have been created by like this extra dimensional super powered being. So, um, he, uh, he's got some, he, he, he's definitely got a, a pedigree regardless, uh, mm-hmm. who is, who his father is. And, um, yeah. And IGN named Quicksilver, uh, as number 23 in their list of the top 25 X-Men of all time. Okay, and, good. I mean, there's a lot of X-Men, so that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's, you know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's at least 25 X-Men in any given comic series. So, <laughs> yeah. For... Yeah. Am I allowed to jump to the actors to play Quicksilver? Because I have like a little, I have a little game. Yeah, no, um, let's go for it. All right. Uh, which Quicksilver do you prefer? Ultron or the X-Men Academy series? Um... Uh, you mean like the Evan Peters or Aaron Johnson? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like Ev- Evan Peters' depiction, he's definitely a little younger, a little looser. Uh, Aaron Johnson's a little bit more Abercrombie and Fitch. So I, I don't know. I-, I I just wish that they gave the uh, Ultron Quicksilver a little bit more screen time before they pew pew. Yeah. Spoilers. Unfortunately. He had to um, go. He, he did. Um, I mean, Here's I don't know. The I'm part of the game. Okay, okay. All right. I'm, I'm just jumping in there. Your favorite Scarlet Witch. Um, the one in Ultron or the, the little girl who talks to Deer in X-Men Apocalypse? 100% Elizabeth Olsen. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> now you know, folks, that we're sane. <laughs> um. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so uh, yeah, go, going back, I guess this is a good a jumping off point to go into uh, the actors portrayed by mm-hmm. Aaron Johnson and Evan Peters. Um, uh, you know, with the the whole Fox Disney Sony confusion over who owns what of the Marvel pie owns. Um, Telemundo might own Colossus. Is that true? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hence why there's two different depictions of Quicksilver and why in the, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Quicksilver and Wanda are science creations of Hydra instead of, you know, children of Magneto because... Um, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe didn't have rights to uh, 
X-Men or mutant characters. Right. And for um, some reason, Quicksilver and the Ultron is very European. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the actor is... Um, let's see. In the, the X-Men Evolution, are you talking about? Um, no, I was talking about the, the one... Um, the Ultron one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're from... They're, both of them are from Moldova. I love how quickly they drop Scarlet Witch's accent, though. She, like... <laughs> loses it a movie later. Oh, I mean, she's just trying to impress Vision. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the, the, you know, the two most famous, I guess, depictions, and, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a difference. I would say that Evan Peters is definitely younger and more kind of aloof, and he's definitely more of a comic relief character instead of a, a tragic hero. Right. Right, um, that famous meme of um, it says Captain America Shield, and he's holding the shield, and then they said Hawkeye sh- or Hawkeye Shield is Quicksilver. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. It's horrible and fantastic. <laughs> he was a bullet sponge for Mister Un- Hawkeye. Unfortunately. <laughs> Um, yeah, just uh, to maybe to round it all out, uh, all the the movies that he's appeared in, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier as a cameo, Age of Ultron, um, and then Evan Peters' portrayals are in X-Men Days Future Past, X-Men Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, and a cameo in Deadpool 2. Oh, yes, yes. That was my favorite part of Deadpool 2, seeing... Those actors. <laughs> Perfect. And if I'm going to be honest, and this is going to get me so much hate mail that um, I'm going to have to have Lynn read half of it. But That's what marriage is about. That's what marriage is about, yes. Um, I'm going to say that I like Evan Peters better as an actor than Grant Gustin. Oh, that hurts saying. <laughs> um, I... I fully think it's down to the writing more than the acting, maybe. Like, it's just, I don't know. Uh, the, the WB writing is just really hit or miss. And usually, at least yes. for me, it's more cringy than hitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, for me, it's like they uh, a lot of the WB characters kind of have the the same flaws they did at the beginning as they do like later on in the series, and it doesn't really show a lot of growth. Right. At least that's to, that's just me. That's not what we're talking about here. But right, oh, I, you almost opened a can of worms, Adam. I was like inches away from going into my tirade about um, how their acting could be improved. <laughs> But yeah, maybe we'll we'll save it for another pod. You spared the wrath. <laughs> yes, Michael. This is this is about Quicksilver. This is about Flash, and mm-hmm. we're gonna keep it as such. Um, but yeah, and, and then I I guess it, it it's also worth to talk about um his powers and where they kind of come from. So, uh, Quicksilver is a mutant, unlike the Flash, which I'm sure you'll get into. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that means his powers are are naturally occurring. So they're 
know, biologically a part of him, and um, he consequently is um, one, you know, one of the one of the stronger mutants because of his gene pool. And uh, actually, something that was pretty interesting is um, because he's also the son of Magneto, he's also a prince because uh, his his father is the 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 ruler of. Uh, their little, uh, their little island nation called Genosha. Yeah, probably I said that very, very wrong, but um, that I, that's definitely a check plus for for our boy. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's in uh, he's in the line of secession for power. Right. Um. Yeah, there's something. His story has to do with Terrigen mists, which create inhumans, and there might be hmm. a backstory where he was infected by Terrigen mists, which gave him the power to manipulate time, which is a popular thing with speedster these days, is being able to go forward and backward in time. <laughs> True that. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, also, in the, the House of M timeline, when mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch kind of removes or greatly reduces a lot of people's powers, mm-hmm. um, he, Quicksilver loses his, um, but then when he gets them back, he gets those things that you're talking about. Whenever mm-hmm. he uses his powers, he can give other people the potential to get superpowers. Oh, right. Right. I remember this storyline. Um, like when everyone... Lo- yeah, absolutely, which is pretty cool. I'm going to have to say that that is um, something very unique to the Marvel timeline. They used to have a, a mutant called Hope. And mm. hope like give you a pep talk, and then your powers would come back. Um, but I think uh, Maximus is pretty cool. <laughs> a lot more, uh, a lot cooler. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Did you read that article about how um, his superpowers make him irritating? No, I did not. Okay, so apparently. Part of his story is that he is always a thousand steps ahead of everyone, and he is always moving at um, 200 or 350 miles per hour, and which means that he has to slow himself down for us, for us, you know, weebs and plebs, Um, (laughs) and which means he's he's always impatient and he's always a jerk because he hate slowing himself down. Yeah, so. no, I, I think I, I did see that. I didn't read that specific article, but I did read somewhere that he, that mentally he's always going the same speed as him running. Mm-hmm. So, yep. he, so he has to be extremely patient and he has to slow himself down just to be able to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess he's never heard of Adderall. No, no. <laughs> All right. So, is that your Quicksilver? Is that yeah, the- that's not. Yeah, I mean, I I think that was a that was a good overview of the of the character and kind of his his claims to fame and mm-hmm. yeah. Well, as Grant Gustin's lawyer, I must read my statement. Uh huh. Yeah, even though so- you just slandered him. Yeah, even though <laughs> I just slandered him, he he just texted me and said, "You need to make amends." And so I have to read this statement about why Flash is so amazing. 
Okay, are you ready? Yes. All right, so The Flash, or simply Flash, um, started in 1940 of January in number one Flash Comics, no less. Um, he was nicknamed the Scarlet Speedster. And his powers use the Speed Force, which is a mystical, um, hyperbolic version of science that gives people this amazing speed. And anyone who taps into it does all these amazing, amazing skills. The Flash has won some awards, and this is just for its comic books, not even for its show. Um, so they've won several awards. So tell me, Adam, raise your hand every time you've heard of one of these awards, okay? Okay. In 1961, it won an Alley Award for Best Cover. All uh, right. I didn't, ra didn't raise my hand. In 1961, another Alley Award for Best Single Comic. I technically have to raise my hand because I heard about it in the last one. All right. <laughs> All right, 1963 and 1964, Alley Award for Crossover of DC Heroes. And for uh, story. Again, I have to raise my hand because I heard about it in the previous two questions. Right. But does that mean I understand what it is? No, I, yeah. I do not. Then we skip ahead to 2001, where he won an Eisner Award for Best Cover. Man, what's with all these cover picture wins? I don't know. I guess, like, when an artist is in charge of writing or drawing a cover for The Flash... He or she gets so inspired. Yeah, not not like a Superman, which makes a boring cover. You know, him saluting <laughs> at a flag. <laughs> or just Batman brooding over a dark city. Yeah, yeah. But when you draw Flash, and I imagine 99.9% .9 of the Flash covers are Flash running. <laughs> um. Yes. You you have to be creative, you know. So yeah. and then finally, in two thousand and eight, he won a Salu Award for best superhero. Um, Who I don't. Was he know. going up against? I don't know, but um, the Salu best, Award, the best superhero. In, I guess in 2008, if you take every superhero ever made in that year, the Flash is somehow better than all of them. I don't know what the Flash did. What was the stories at the time? It was before uh, the 52 universe, so it was hit or miss. When was Flashpoint? Uh, Flashpoint was probably, I think, 2011, 2012. Quote me. Don't quote me. Well, anyways, that's just one stop on my Flash tour. Anyways. The Flash is a pop culture icon, and everyone likes to reference him. Um, the Big Bang Theory is notorious for this, as Sheldon Cooper is always wearing that Flash t-shirt. Um, in season one, uh, the episode, The Middle Earth Paradigm, the four main male characters on the show, all independently dress up as Halloween party as the Flash. So they, there's a lot of Flash love on that show. In season three of Lost, Charlie and Hurley debate over who would win a foot race between the Flash and Superman. Um, 
in the sh- in the movie Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character uses the false name Barry Allen, uh, which is like a shout out to the show or to the comic book character. Mm. In 2006, a near pristine copy of Flash Comics number one was sold for $450,000. That's a lot of dollars. On eBay, do you know X-Men number four where Quicksilver debuts is selling at? Uh, No, I do not. Yeah, it's between $600 and $800. Okay, okay. So you can see there's a little bit of a difference. Um, Let's see. There's a band that wrote a ballad of Barry Allen, the band called Jim's Big Ego. <laughs> I uh, do not want to know what they're referring to, but... Daddy Daycare has a character in a Flash costume. My mm. Little Pony does a satire of a Flash with a pony called Phil a Second. Wow. That's, and, uh, that's a yeah. very creative name. <laughs> yes. And the Simpsons comic book guy dresses as the Flash. So the Flash has gotten around. Yeah, clearly. You know, they they say that the the DC Trinity, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, is the only guys that made it into Americana culture. But I think the Flash makes it not a Trinity, but like a a quadrinity. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's like Trinity adjacent. Yeah. So, here's some reviews. Um, When the CW show came out, I looked up the Amazon reviews to see how everyone was loving it. Um, The CW, this is what Gregory writes from Amazon. The CW has taken a low-rate superhero and, in a flash, see what I did there? Turned him into something that is amazing and worth watching. Season one has all the drama, thrills, and mystery that will leave you wanting more. But wait, you say, the DC Universe movies have tended to suck or just been plain stupid. Well, the DC TV-verse is turning out to be amazing. You won't be able to stop watching and it will leave you breathless for the release of the second season. All right. Sadly, sadly they didn't know the horrors that were about to come. (laughs) Oh, Adam, you want to talk about horrors? Do you know in 19... The early 90s, there was a Flash series. Yes, I did know that. The, uh, okay. the father on the Flash TV show present was mm-hmm. Barry Allen in the past on that show. Oh, yeah, I knew he looked familiar. <laughs> so, there's, there's a, but that show only had 22 episodes, and I tried to find a positive review of that show. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of people either said it was misunderstood or it was, or it was just pure trash. Uh, someone explained that uh, the, the network was so ashamed of it that they wouldn't tell people what time it aired. Um, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. And that was before Google. So you just had to trust. So, um, it is TV guide. Yeah, so this is what someone said about the 90s 
version simply said the series was too advanced for the simple minds watching TV when it aired back in the 90s. The sets were past, present, and futuristic, giving it a non-era look. The acting was very good, and the costume sets and writing were added bonuses each week. The series ran for 22 episodes and included an incredible two-parter with Mark Hamill playing the trickster. That's true also in the new one. Yep, he reprises his role. A role he seemed destined to play. He just does the Joker voice. Really? Okay. He made the Joker look like Mr. Rogers. Ooh. David Cassidy, Angela Bassett, M. Emmett Walsh, and even Billy Mummy from the original Lost in Space series made guest appearances as non-forgettable characters. There is a positive word that this series will be making its way to a DVD box set soon. Cut and... Oh, yeah. So this guy just thinks that we're... We threw away gold when we got rid of that show. Yeah, I mean, evidently, but I mean, there, there's still enough love that they, they brought back. Like we were saying, we brought back a lot of the, the actors and, you know, some of the villains from, from that era. So, I mean, there, there's some love out there still. Oh, uh, yep. And, you know, I remember watching the original Flash series. Mm-hmm. And... The only part I remember is him running on a treadmill mm-hmm. really fast and right, then right. him taking like a fish bowl type or like a huge salad bowl for serving yeah. a party, filling right, right. it with cereal and milk and then eating it in three seconds. Yeah, that's definitely uh, – that was another interesting difference between The Flash and Quicksilver that Flash's mm-hmm. metabolic rate was always up, so he always had to eat. But mm-hmm. um, Quicksilver never had to deal with that. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to consume calories all the time because it's just like a natural part of him, as opposed to an outside yeah. force and acting itself on the Flash. Yeah, someone theorized that the Flash has to tap into the Speed Force, which means that he's not fast twenty four seven. Only when he thinks of the Speed Force. Um, but Quicksilver is constant fast because that is his, that's his natural state. But I don't think that article understands the development of the speed force. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Because it's something, it's something that the flash always has to hold inside and keep from killing everyone. Right. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the force. Yeah. Metachlorians, what have you. Um, but, so I, I have a, a flash-based question for you, Mike. Oh, yes. Um, why does it always feel like every portrayal of the Flash, whether it's comic, TV, movie, we always seem to get, like, a different kind of character, tra- like, different character traits for each of them. Like, the, the cartoon Justice League of America, like, the Justice League of America, Flash is kind of like this... He's definitely, like, more of a humorous character, and he kind of is the comic relief, and mm-hmm. he's, he's, you know, the butt of or the originator of jokes and quips. But then, you know, in the comic book, Barry Allen is a little bit more serious, a little bit more scientific, a little bit more methodical. I mean, I wouldn't say that he's inherently, like, a joker, but then, you know, we get Ezra Miller on the big screen, and we got, mm-hmm. like, this you know, uh, this nerdy, geeky kind of fanboy character. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. we got the Grant Gustin, who's just 
uh, you know, uh, an American Eagle model. Yes. So, <laughs> don't forget Neil Patrick Harris did a voice for the Flash and the Frontier uh, DC event. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. So, yeah. so why yeah. is why is that, Mike? Why is there why are there so many different characterizations of him? The Flash has always been a fill-in for what DC thought was lacking. So, mm-hmm. um, you get the Justice League, and poor Ezra Miller is just—he um, is um, a more affordable Tom Holland of the DC universe. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm sad to say that, and that's just more because we don't we don't have a fleshed-out character there. Yeah, um, no, that's that's definitely not that's not on him. That's on the studio. Yeah. And then we we move over to Grant Gustin. He's the goody goody, uh, but ridiculously good looking Flash. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when you're in CW, all that matters is that you look good in a swimsuit. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. So, um, and then we move over, but I think the more comic accurate one is somewhere between Grant Gustin's like goody goody, um, and the Neil Patrick Harris is like he's always questioning morality and he's he's always like there's it's always black and white with Barry Allen or Wally West. He's never the guy who's like he's he always feels bad when he has to break the rules. So. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely a, um, yeah, he's definitely a, a toe, he, he toes the line. Mm-hmm. He invented the line. <laughs> that would be Superman. Yes. <laughs> All right, Adam. So now you've heard my story mm-hmm. of why the Flash is amazing. So tell me why this Quicksilver person deserves all of our affection and attention. Michael, um, I got I got three very good reasons why Quicksilver deserves the top spot, and the first is um, his sister is Elizabeth Olsen. I love Elizabeth Olsen. Um, if you're listening, give me a call. Um, I, I'm just kidding. That's that's not that's not one of the reasons. I just I just had to throw that in there. I, I'm gonna say her sisters uh, will mess you up. They are. <laughs> They're on the wild side of psycho. <laughs> they they are a little crazy. Yeah. Um okay. Uh number one for real, Quicksilver. Um why Quicksilver is better than uh the Flash is um if we're honest here, Quicksilver's dad could totally beat up Barry Allen's dad any day of the week. Am I right? <laughs> yes. I, I know I'm right. Uh Barry Allen's dad just spent some time in jail. Um, which I mean gives him some tough points, but you know he was framed by Professor Zoom, and I don't know, like he I mean, he's definitely a sympathetic character, but come on, man, Magneto is the, the probably one of the most, if not the most powerful mutant on the planet. Uh, same thing with Scarlet Witch, but you know Magneto is just such a an icon. He's definitely one of my favorite villains, um, and. Uh, yeah, no, 100% Magneto could beat up the Flash's dad any day of the mm-hmm. week. Left, right, and center, you name it, he'll show up and probably destroy the city that they're fighting in. Mm-hmm. 
Now, that is a good point. And I think it also, to spin off of that point, mm -hmm. that, um, uh, Quicksilver's family is a lot more interesting than the Flash's family. I'm sorry, Iris. You, you, <laughs> are, you are beautiful. And... <laughs> And um, Barry and Wally and Bart, you guys—they're yeah, all—they're all great. They're all great, and I'm sure if they were on the CW, they'd look amazing in bathing suits. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the um, yeah, Magne or Magneto and uh, the, the the family there definitely definitely takes the cake, and yeah, um, and and way cooler, like you were saying earlier, like. Quicksilver is, you know, the son of an emperor. Basically, he's yep. he's he's in the line of succession, and um, yeah, so he he's just uh, he's just got a cooler family. Yeah, and he married um, the Inhuman princess. Yeah, making mm -hmm. him further royalty, and the Inhumans are probably um, speculatively more powerful than the X Men. So you got that too, for sure. So. Um, yeah, so Quicksilver definitely has the pedigree family-wise. Um, mm -hmm. Number two, um, you're, you're not going to get confused about which Quicksilver we're talking about. Right. When, you talk, when you talk about the Flash, you got to be like, which one? Are we talking about Wally West? Are we talking about Barry Allen? Are we talking about the original Flash from, you know, ye olde times? Oh, don't or you worry. I dig into that. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so you, 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 we don't know what Flash, you, you could say the Flash, you could mean anything. And, uh, you know, the, even the originator, Barry Allen, Flash, he's not even the strongest Flash. So what are we, what are we even doing here? Um, mm -hmm. When you say Quicksilver, we mean one person, one person only, and you're not going to get confused. You know exactly who we're talking about. No confusion about the Quicksilver name. He's got good branding. Mm-hmm. And uh, the third thing is, um, and we, we kind of, we talked, oh, uh, Jay Garrick is the guy's name uh, from yeah. the 1940s. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you're never going to get confused by, by Quicksilver. Um, but then uh, the, last, um, the last point that, I, that I'm bringing to the table, and we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but... Quicksilver's a he's a pretty complex person. He's he's got um he's got hero tendencies, he has heel, he has villain tendencies. Um mm -hmm. and he's he's always thinking in every decision that he makes is always on a bigger scale than what Barry Allen is, is working on or thinking about. Unless of course mm -hmm. it is Flashpoint, which he stumbles which the Flash stumbles into. But I'm just saying on a day to day basis uh, the Quick Quicksilver is more of a complex character than the Flash is. Um, like we said earlier, he was—he's you know with Magneto. He's—he's he's with their their little crew of dudes going around causing trouble for other mutants. But then he has a change mm -hmm. of heart. He's with the Avengers, and you know he—he's he, a complex character. He—he he has different motivations, and um, he's definitely not a, a goody goody. But um, mm -hmm. you know he's not. You know he's not the Punisher, so he's got yeah. he's got depth to him. Where whereas the Flash is definitely a very static character, and he he's you know you're gonna get Barry Allen no matter what. Like he's the Flash is the same at the beginning of his comic as he is at the end. Absolutely, 
And that, um, is, that has always been the, the DC kryptonite is their characters, you really can't pinpoint them and what they're about. Um, Maximoff, Quicksilver is much easier to define just because he's got, he's got more complications and more drama. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he's literally the, the son of the ruler of a nation, so he's got mm-hmm. stuff going on. Yes. And am I, am I allowed to bring up the, the taboo storyline that uh, in the Ultimates universe? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so apparently uh, when Marvel wanted to be more gritty and more <laughs> wild in their oats, they decided that Quicksilver and Wanda would have uh, more of a romantic relationship. They were still mm-hmm. brother and sister. Mm. <laughs> um, needless to say that uh, that was uh, the Ultimates Volume 3. Um, that is commonly known as the worst comic run <laughs> in history. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even think they mentioned that as one of the things that made it horrible, but... No, but, I mean, yeah, again, <laughs> again, I think that, that just plays into uh, the complexity of his character, but also I think it definitely is telling about the wisdom of the studio that created it, more so than it is on the character. Right. So, moving on. So... I just got a text from Grant Gustin that's, you know, kind of curses me out. So I'm free to give three criticisms why the Flash is not as good as we think. Okay, perfect. I'm no longer sponsored by DC. All right. So my first criticism sounds like a praise, but it is not. The Flash is too OP. Okay, here's here's my resume for him. Once, the Flash saved everyone from a crumbling apartment building, then read a whole library book, a whole library of books on construction, and rebuilt the apartment before it fully crumbled. Um, the Flash escorted everyone from China before a fiery tornado hit it. Gross. Uh, the, the Flash thinks his thoughts less... The Flash, when he thinks, his thoughts go faster than less than an attosecond. What? An attosecond is probably the fastest unit of time. Um, <laughs> and the Flash once said that he thinks the Justice League computer is too slow. Um, How he dare can, he? Yeah, he can fly up to space using his hands as cyclones. What the? He can go through walls through quantum tunneling. He can go back in time and change everyone's history just by stopping the murder of his mother. Um, he vibrates at a frequency that can see people from alternate dimensions. What the? He can speed up his muscles to be really strong. So <laughs> at, one, at one time, they tried to justify his, like super strength by you know using... His muscle power. Is that how Superman is strong? I don't know. Uh, something about a yellow sun, or I don't know. His biggest superhero plot line in the show is going just a little bit faster. So that's, that's <laughs> always been the conflict, is like, he'll run fast, 
someone runs a little bit faster, he spends a whole season trying to run faster at being sad and then does it. Um, <laughs> now, everything I just said makes him the most ridiculous character in comic books. And whenever there's a scientific impossibility, the DC just throws it at him. Like, uh, like name any power and he'll justify that speed gives him that power. Like, uh, you know, I can shape shift because if I move my face at a million attoseconds, um, I can reconfigure my cells to look like anyone I want. I mean, you know DC is hearing this and they're going to steal that. Um, but basically, the Flash can be very ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Second, you already nailed this, but I'm just going to give you the reality behind it. The Flash, there's too many Flashes, and the Flash is not special, and DC may have overkilled him. So let me just go over every single Flash. You have Barry Allen, Bart Allen, Max Mercury, Jesse Quick, Johnny Quick, Rival, Wally West, Savitar, Hunter Zolomon, Jay Garrick, The Black Racer, The Red Death, Godspeed, Black Flash. Just to name a few. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure Iris became a speedster at one point. Yeah, that that's that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of people. Right, and let's not forget there was a comic run where the Flash turned everyone in Keystone City into a speedster. Um, <laughs> so everybody in that town is the Flash. Yeah. So let's just say that being the Flash isn't special. It's like being a Smurf. Exactly. Yeah. Um, can I just say that the Red Death might be the coolest version of the Flash? Yeah. Yeah. I- I, I can see that. For those not in the know, the Red Death is like a an alternate dimension Batman that got flash powers and mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's pretty awesome. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> we digress. This isn't what this is about. Yes. So my third point contradicts my first point, and that is <laughs> the point. So with all this amazing setup to the flash and him getting new hyperbolic powers that go against science and nature and God. Um, You still have a Flash who gets beaten by Superman in a race. Um, for someone, one, of his, one of his main villains is a man with a boomerang. <laughs> yes, yes. For someone who thinks at less than one attosecond, he gets surprise attacked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> In the Justice League cartoon, he's never the one that saves the day. Um, he helps the day, but he never saves it. Um, he has a motorcycle, Adam. Why does Why? he have a motorcycle? <laughs> Why is he? <laughs> that makes look, no sense. Look up the toy, the Flash motorcycle. It exists. Um, and no, no matter how amazing he is in the storyline... Um, he's always about how sad he is for not going just a little bit faster. Um, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, Speedy Gonzalez, the Roadrunner, and Quicksilver never have this problem. True. Yeah. So that is some reasons why 
maybe the Flash isn't as amazing as we think he is. Yeah, I would. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when we take into consideration just the sheer number of different amounts of Flash. Like, if mm-hmm. everyone can be the Flash, then being yeah. the Flash isn't that special. Yeah, it's it's like that uh, incredible storyline. If everyone's a superhero, then no one's a superhero. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's taken one step further and that everyone has the same power. Yeah. <laughs> Does he really have a motorcycle? What's the point of that? I, I don't know. I think they make fun of it at one time. Like, everyone's like, can't you run faster than a motorcycle? And then, like, the Flash is like, yeah, but this is cool. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Adam, put on your imagination helmet. Okay, okay. It's time to play What If. Oh, boy. All right. So, imagine a world where Quicksilver yes. gets his own show on the Marvel Disney Plus. Okay. It's live action, of course. Of course. It runs uh, at the same time as CW's Flash. Right. With the same ambitions. All right. Who plays the lead actor for Quicksilver? Um, well, because it's Disney, I think they're going to keep I think they're going to keep the continuity. I think they're going to keep Aaron Johnson. Uh, you think it's Aaron Johnson and not Peter Evans? Uh, you cut out a little bit there, Mike. But... Oh, I was saying you think it's uh, you, you don't think it's Peter Evans, the um, the more marketable. Um, I don't, I don't know. I I personally didn't like Evan Peters as much. Um, oh, Evan Peters. Yep. But I uh, I I think that they want to they want to keep it within their own IP, and they don't want to use Foxes. Oh, if that makes so they, sense. They have to backtrack where all those bullets from Ultron didn't kill him. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, they're giving Loki a show and he's dead, so. Right. Okay. Now, that's the one Disney would choose, but who, what actor, if you could rebuild it, what actor would you choose? If I could just pick someone? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, there's, there's so many, so many great characters. Uh, actors. Um, I I think I would go with someone um a little younger. I think. Um, let's see, like a uh like a younger actor, kind of. Uh, and I think I would theme the show around like you know, kind of like similar WB, like nineteen, mm-hmm. you know, like nineteen at the youngest to like twenty four. Like that'll be my uh that'll be my demographic. Yeah. Um, so Justin Bieber. Yeah, exactly. Justin Bieber. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that's that's such a great that's such a great question. Um, I, I have a theory that uh, you know when Grant Gustin plays his evil alternate self as Savitar. Yeah. That was really Quicksilver. <laughs> you think so? Yes. <laughs> Quicksilver um, on a very moody day. <laughs> Um, I, so, okay, I, I think I've kind of decided on someone. Um, do you know, um, do you know Ansel Elgort? He was in <laughs> Baby Driver and, uh, he was the, he was Baby in Baby Driver, uh, Fault in Our Stars, 
Divergent, that guy? Kind of, yes. Um, well, if you've seen Baby Driver, he's the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, I think he kind of, he nails that for me. I think he's, I think he's got the look of Barry Allen, and he can kind of, he kind of nails the whole um, toes the line sort of thing. But then, you know, in moments where he needs to, um, he needs to, to step out and to act. He's a, he's a man of action, and he's, he's a quick thinker, and he's already used to speed because of how fast he drives in Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll go, I'll go with him. By that logic, um, Vin Diesel could also be a great Quicksilver. <laughs> Too bulky, man. Yes. <laughs> Too bulky. Yeah. He's got to be life. Yeah. Um, so, who would be the main villains for this series on Quicksilver? Ooh, what a, what a, great, what a great question. Well, I mean... I, I, We'll just cast. We'll just cast the first season, and man, I, I gotta say, uh, the the WB actor that they have that plays um, uh, Doctor Doctor Zoom, uh, Tom Cavanaugh, he's mm-hmm. really he's really good in that role. I think he I think he really nails that. Um, uh, I I love him as like a villain, and but I, so we we gotta find someone that's kind of like charismatic, like he is. that can kind of fill that role so they can they can compete mm-hmm. um, uh, but um i don't know is it is it too it's i don't know the, you know what no it's not too it's not too wishful because this is this is my casting gosh darn it yeah and, and i want willem <laughs> dafoe i think willem dafoe is the best villain actor ever and i love him in every role that he's in and I want him to be the bad guy. I think he's great as a camp character. I think he's great as uh, the Korean Goblin. I think he's great in Boondock Saints. But I also think mm-hmm. that he can be he can turn it up and be serious and be terrifying. And uh, I want Willem Dafoe to be my bad guy. And okay, so who are these characters playing, or who are these actors playing? So I think Willem Dafoe is going to be playing. Um, I, I think you got to do the whole, um, the base, the base story that we kind of, um, that we kind of get. I think Quicksilver is going to be Ansel. I, just because I think he's, he's quick and he's fast and he can, he, he's got the charisma and he's young and he's handsome and he's cool. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think Willem Dafoe, maybe, um, that's a great question. I mean, does does Quicksilver? I don't know. if Quicksilver really has like a like a a purposed like supervillain. Like he's more yeah. part of a like a team of of people that fight against people. Well, but, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say you have to take from the Inhumans pool, and okay. you have to take from the mutants pool. Right. So in, in some cases, he's had major feuds with Cyclops. So one of those guys has to be Cyclops. Um, throw in uh, a, a saber tooth, or uh, you know, for good measure, maybe okay, okay. a black bolt somewhere in there. <laughs> um, that's black bolt. I mean, it, he's not really like a. So I, I'm picturing a a Game of Thrones esque kind of like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch have to like 
get a bunch of people to help overthrow their dad, Magneto, which is played by Willem Dafoe. Yes. I, that's what I'm picturing. How, how, how do you feel about that? That's yeah. good. I was right? also thinking that I think uh, Marvel is either very smart or insane not to use Galactus and that Quicksilver would be the perfect um, introduction to, to Galactus if they're not going to use him for the movies. I mean, he's only the most OP super giant that was ruined by the second um, <laughs> the final Fantastic Four movie. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like the idea because I, I think you got to play into the family pedigree, the drama, and throw in some combat. And then uh, I think I would cast, um, because, you know, you can't have Quicksilver without his sister. So we'll, we'll get the main, the main bad guy, Willem Dafoe, as Magneto. Um, and then Ansel Algor, Elgor is, is, is Quicksilver. And then, um, do you know the, the actress uh, Chloe Moritz? What does she do? Uh, she was in, uh, most famously, I guess, Kick-Ass. She was the little girl. She's, oh. Uh, and, uh, let's see. Uh, she's also in, like, 30 Rock and, like, a bunch of different TV shows. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I think she'd be, you know, because uh, we'll scale them both a little younger just because uh, the, the current Marvel Cinematic Universe characters are a little older, you know, 25-plus. 30 i think the the two that i cast would skew a little younger maybe like mm-hmm. under sub 25 right so now for the important question we have the supporting roles yes we have I mean, the villains um which story arc would be season one what a great question um uh i think i I think I would try to just draw from lots of different lots of different ones. Like I definitely think that like there should be an X Men arc, there should be an Avengers arc where they kind of like jump from team to team because that's kind of like what Quicksilver does. But I think for the first one, definitely, um, I would love for it to end on like a House of M sort of situation where you know they're they're the the way that the the show builds up, they're fighting against their dad, whatever. And it gets to the end and they realize that the only way to beat their dad is if they lose all their powers. And then, you know, Scarlet Witch does her Scarlet Witch thing. And mm-hmm. everyone gets depowered and the season ends on a cliffhanger. And then the start of the next season is them getting their powers back and finishing what they started yeah. by recruiting maybe some X-Men, some X-Force guys. Maybe, you know, maybe even a Sabretooth or two. And, yeah. um, you know... Finishing the job once and for all, season two. Right, right. I, I was thinking, mm-hmm. um, and he has to fall in love with Crystal, which introduces the Inhumans somehow. Yes, yes. I, I, that's definitely a good subplot. And I think House of M is never going to see the light of day, so it has to be season. It has to be on this show. Right, for sure. Yeah. And uh, I'm just trying to think. Um. Yeah, I I would absolutely say that. Um, the episode where we get Ryan Reynolds to guest star. 
<laughs> is enough to get this show rolling. Agreed, 100%. And, and I want to watch the show now. Yeah, and also because Marvel is kind of hemming and hawing on whether they should bring back Wolverine. This should be the right. official um, vehicle for Wolverine. Yeah, like a Wolverine reboot. Yeah. That's sick. Mm-hmm. And it should be um, an old man Wolverine. You think so? Yeah, played by uh, the aged Chris Evans. <laughs> no, Mike, that's, 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 that's great. Too I love that. That's yeah. too, it's too much. Maybe, uh, maybe a Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> right, right, maybe. Oh, man. Or maybe just Clint Eastwood. Like, <laughs> yeah. Clint Eastwood is just Wolverine to me, like, in human form. Mm, right. Jeez Louise. I love that. But, yeah, no, thanks a lot for that, Mike. Now I want to watch that show, and I'm never going to be able to get it. I know, I know. It's a good thing that I got Elizabeth Olsen to listen to our podcast. <laughs> nice. Tell her to call me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, but I think to, uh, to direct it, mm-hmm. um, uh, I would want um, see because because I kind of want the uh, the intrigue and the political the politicalness of you know like a Game of Thrones but without all the the gross the grossness. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know I want I definitely want the, the kind of cool action se- gritty real action sequences mm-hmm. of like um, like a uh, a Winter Soldier. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, I, I think the, the, the director, the kind of, um, fits it, uh, best for me is, uh, the people that, that create, uh, Into the Badlands. Have you seen that? Yes. So, uh, the, the people that created are, are Alfred Goh and, uh, Goff Goh and Miles Millar. So, mm-hmm. um, maybe I'll throw it over to those guys. Because the, I think that's kind of the the vibe I'm going through. some some really awesome action sequences and some really good politicking and some really good behind the scenes, but it's you know it's nothing it's definitely more it's definitely adultier but not too adulty if that makes sense right and did you know our last episode on Shira had four listens okay and okay I believe one of them was Elizabeth Olsen Miles <laughs> Millar. Um, just to name a few just to name a few yeah call us guys we we would love we would love to to work with you Uh, yeah so i mean the the just the the executive producer team from from uh into the badlands um just to name a few daniel daniel Wu, stephen fong uh uh david opkin stacy sure michael shamberg yeah all those guys I, i want them i want them in my I want him in my show. Excellent. And now for the most important question. Would Big Bang Theory be funnier if Quicksilver was Sheldon's obsession? No, uh, I hate Big Bang Theory. I think it's the worst show on television, and I hate it. All right. There you have it, folks. The official. (laughs) It's for real. Adam, what if I could tell you that our other make-believe machine... Mm-hmm. Um, could take us to the closest world we'll ever get to Quicksilver being a mainliner. Uh, Michael, uh, nothing would make me happier. 
All right. Yes. And what if I told you this world is so inspired by you? One would think that you actually uh, wrote it. I mean, to be fair, it's based on my experiences in the machine. So it makes sense. Which leads us to question, are these alternate realities or are these realities we're creating um, um, based off of our brains? That's, that's a great question, Mike. And uh, I definitely think that this, the scene that we're about to see is, is going to expound on that a little bit. I think it's a little bit of a, a universe creator. And, um, but I, I think at the same time, this is uh, a manifestation of our, of our longing and our desires um, being manifest in reality. You know, like there's, mm-hmm. there's multiple dimensions. There's, there's multiple realities. This is the reality that we, we wish uh, we know exists. Yes. And, and we yes. just want to bring that into our current reality. As the flash book that I'm reading currently, um, as they explain it, every time you make a different decision, the opposite decision becomes an alternate universe. So every time we have an episode, we create a new universe. Oh, um, man. Based on our decisions that we'll never live in because we don't have the speed force. (laughs) Or do we? Maybe. I don't know. We'll, We'll never know. So uh, how do we feel this, uh, our alternate dimension machine? That's a great question, Michael. Um, it requires tokens from the Adventure Zone. Yes. And, um, and it requires uh, two and a half cups of Surge Soda. Yep. And it requires uh, crushed up bits of Baby Bottle Pops. Oh, wonderful. And can I bring this uh, package of Dunkaroos with me? Absolutely. It'd be a shame if you didn't. Okay, all right, we're going to see this alternate universe in three, two, one. We open on two masked figures hiding in an alley. Mike, I can't believe you talked me into stealing this hunk of junk. Excuse me, sir. That is a mint condition never been opened, Fairchild Channel F. How else am I going to be able to play Video Cart 13 Robot War Torpedo Alley? Dude, they make ROMs now. You could probably download it for free somewhere. No way, dude. Pirating games is theft. Adam gestures to the window they just smashed to steal the console. Oh yeah, point taken. Anyways, let's get this little guy home before anything... Well, what do we have here? Uh, dude, is that a Fairchild Channel F? Of course! Hey, Barry Allen! Ugh, blushes. I, I have no idea who you're talking about, but I am sure whoever he is, he's very handsome. Okay, dude. So here's how this is going to go down, Flash. We're going to put this hunk of junk back, and then nobody here has to go to jail. Fair enough? Well, citizen, the only ones here going to jail are you two stooges. Hey, I resemble that. Yeah. What he said. And besides, out of all of us here, you're the biggest criminal. We've just done some minor B and E and some light theft. You, on the other hand, Barry, have broken the space-time continuum. Surely that is at least a felony. Wait, what? You know about the incident? Yeah, bozo. You use your criminal science degree to figure that out. Hey, there's no need to stoop to name-calling. We're all gentlemen here. Fair enough, my young ward, but Barry here is how, here's how this is going to go down. 
you're going to let us go or else I'm going to Twitter out this tweet revealing your secret identity. I hover my finger over this brand new Zune HD. You would never. Oh yeah, watch me, sends tweet. What the heck, dude? I was going to let you guys go. Mike, I swear if I get Speed Force punched in the face because of this, I'm going to give you a wedgie. Shaken by the threat of a wedgie. I'm sorry, guys. I just get so trigger happy on social media. Having my Friendster account and all. Well, there is one way to fix this. Barry, you just got to run fast enough and you can transport our universe into another plane of existence where Twitter doesn't exist. That's pretty much how I solve all my problems. See you in a flash. He begins to run faster and faster and suddenly everything goes dark. We open on two masked figures hiding in an alley. Oh man, I have this weird feeling I should be groaning about a pun right now. You know, I've stopped since the intervention. Anyways, dude, check out our prize for the evening. What is that, a Nintendo 64? The most undersold console of the 90s? What a hunk of junk. Junk? This is a stone-cold classic. Anyways, we gotta get out of here before... Well... <laughs> what do we have here? Is that a Nintendo 64? I feel like we just did this a second ago, Quicksilver. What's going on? Yeah, since when did I like mainstream things like Nintendo 64s? There can only be one explanation for this. Barry! Barry! Ah, oh, shoot, fellas. Well... I guess as a hero, I need to set this time stream thing straight, but for now it seems you're stuck here in this dimension, trying to get into any trouble. Yes, sir, Mr. Quicksilver, sir. Do you at least point us in the direction of your nearest McDonald's? We need, to, we need a space to kind of sit and plan out our next move. And after we return this, these stolen goods, of course. You mean Long John Silvers? McDonald's was bought out by them ages ago. Sure. I love fish sticks. <sighs> Fine. Let's go. And Quicksilver, you're looking for a dude in red. He calls himself the Flash. He'll set this right. <sighs> well, this isn't the first time he's done this. Certainly won't be the last. Why don't you guys take cover, and I'll contact you when I've sorted this all out. Sounds good to me, but this Long John Silver's better have Shasta. To be continued. <laughs> wow, Adam. That is our strangest universe, I have to say. I, yeah, Mike. I mean, definitely very strange. But I mean, it's a universe where all the, all the things that we, we wish could come true might come true. It's and... also a universe where mm -hmm. uh, there's two dominated male voices. One sounds a little Italian. And the other sounds like, um, you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know where to go with that, but... Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I think it's yeah. fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Mike, I mean, could you imagine? The, the Flash is the, the one that's responsible for, for starting up all this, this nonsense. Yeah, you know... I feel like you've stumbled upon something, and that is every time something bad happens in the DC universe, it's Flash's fault somehow. A hundred percent. I mean, 
every major story at the last couple of years of the universe. Barry yeah. Allen and his silly little treadmill. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and even like I don't know, I'm I'm so close to opening up another can of worms. I'm just gonna say it as fast as I can. Okay, go for it. When the DC did a zombie invasion angle, it was a speedster that caused it. There, I said it. Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> um, but other than that, that has been our episode. Uh, that it has, Mike. And man, what what a great topic. Yeah, I think we really came to life. Um, I think our audience might expose us now as comic book nerds. I think we did it to ourselves. Yeah, yeah it's too late to go back. Uh, well, oh, <laughs> I oh, forgot to tell everyone, uh, subscribe, like, review us. Elizabeth Olsen, please. Somebody. We need this feedback. Miles <laughs> Millar, please. You're, not, you're only hurting yourself. It's true. Okay. You're missing out on some great, some great quality content. All right, so join us next week as we look at uh, Smurfs versus those uh, underwater things <laughs> that I can't remember. <laughs> I think they're called Snaggleberries. I don't know. Uh, or we'll talk about Prince Namor versus Aquaman. Oh, that sounds real, Adam. Oh, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's too good. It's too good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll talk about um, Nestle versus Yoohoo. Much better. Okay, perfect. All right. <laughs> Anyways, I've been Mike. I've also been Adam. All right. See you later, folks. We'll see you guys. Mwah. Mwah.